George Kritikos here to talk to you about the Player Raider podcast. Along with co-host Ryan McDowell, we leverage the DLF player valuation tools and help inform you on your dynasty roster strategies. Whether you're joining a new startup, rebuilding a team, or maybe you're just not quite at contention level yet, we help you understand player values and how to really drive your team forward as dynasty owners. Tune in and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Trade Addicts Podcast, where the first step is admitting you have a problem. Please welcome your hosts for today's session, Dynasty Outhouse and Ryan Hart. I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. And I'm Brian Haar, and I also have a trading problem. And I'm staring at the YouTube link, and it says waiting for Dynasty Outhouse. There, it's loading. <laughs> oh, I forgot how this is behind. And that's really going to freak me out, because I need to look at this to check the chat. And that's terrible. But <laughs> hey, everybody. Wait, Josh, did you introduce yourself? I am FFB Fireman, and I have a trading problem. Yeah. Okay, well, well I already, if you didn't want people knowing your name was Josh, I just ruined it for you. That's all uh, good. So, whoops. Uh, so Josh is here. Um, Josh is awesome. Josh is in the Dynasty Trades HQ Listener League with me. Uh, that is all the information I'm going to give to you because we are going to ask him some questions because that's what we do. Uh, is it bad that I... This is what session 45 we've had a guest on a lot of our shows and i had to look at the sheet to figure out what questions we ask people <laughs> damn <laughs> all right well josh how long have you been playing fantasy football i started playing fantasy in 2000 wow yeah that's <laughs> old yeah. um do you, do you remember your drafts do you remember who you were picking back then um I know LT was going number one, Ladanian everywhere. Um, past that, I mean, Peyton Manning was the QB to get. This is when first-round QBs were just popular everywhere, and there wasn't even a thought of you know waiting until the ninth and tenth to get QBs. So, oh yeah, I remember those days. That, I mean, I remember drafting Aaron Rodgers in the first round a few times. I'm not mm. going to lie. Yep. <laughs> By the way, just figured out you can pop the chat out of YouTube so I can watch the real-time thing and still have the chat up. This just, like, made my night. So happy. I know everybody cares who's listening right now. <laughs> um, all right, so you've been playing fantasy football since 2000. How long have you been playing Dynasty? Only since 2017. Only. Only. Have I been playing longer than that? Yeah, okay. I've been playing like a year or two longer than that. <laughs> Whatever, man. That's still awesome. Uh, how many leagues are you in? Ooh, right now, um, cutting it down, but I'm at eight right now. I probably end up being in 13 or 14 by the time everything's said and done. That's the way you got to be, man. I went into this year saying I'm going to cut down. I was in 25. I cut it down to about 22, and I think I'm going to be in about 27. <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah your boy messed up on that one it's like man i'm not gonna i don't want to join any leagues i need to keep it easy i'm just gonna create my one trade addicts league and call it a day <laughs> oh man there's an opening in the kitchen sink leagues i'm in <laughs> oh man there's an opening in the pigs leagues take me for consideration sure and 
Yo, okay. So I put at two, no, one thirty in the afternoon on Monday, February 4th, because I could read a calendar. I put out the tweet to say, hey, Trade Addicts 5 is happening. Let me know if you're interested. Less than 365 days ago, I literally had to beg people to join Trade Addicts 1. The number right now, 72 people on the list. Like, there's probably only one person in the chat right now actually watching this, but prayer hands. Appreciation hands. Thank you, everybody. It's ridiculously weird that people actually care and awesome of all of you. And I really appreciate it. And uh, I got so excited that someone else popped up in the chat and it was freaking Brian. Hey, Brian. <laughs> What's up? Um, all right. Well, you're in the Dynasty Trade HQ League. You like to trade. Why don't you give us some of the trades you've done that have either made you look good or bad? Whatever you know you feel like looking right now. I actually wanted to switch this up a little bit and run a trade that I did this season through you guys because I don't know if it's good or bad. So Ooh, I like it. What you got? I traded Kenny Galladay and a second, which ended up being 206 for Cortland Sutton, Tariq Cohen, Marquez Valdez Scantling when he was still kind of a thing, and two thirds. Yes, I like that. Yeah, I think it's because I mean, you got to. Th- the hype on Galladay is kind of crazy, but so is the hype on Sutton. They're not, I have to figure, they're pretty even these days. And you got stuff on top of that. So kudos, because who gives a crap about the two or whatever? Yeah. Oh, six, two, oh, six. Yeah. yeah, especially. Yeah. I mean, I was, listening. I, I was sort of listening. <laughs> does, does that help? That's why we keep you around, Brian. <laughs> Thank My you. computer is not being a good listener. No. Trying to re-paste the link for YouTube, and it's not... There you go. Right-click copy. Let's... Control-C wasn't working. Right-click copy worked. Bam. Okay. Well, rambling for long enough. The most important question. Are you actually a fireman? No. I actually got the name because I had started writing uh, fantasy articles for a website called wildfire sports and when trying to come up with a cool tag it was one that was available so i took it and ran with it i was really hoping it was gonna be like this one day i got really drunk and i started peeing on something <laughs> like I'm a fireman. and that's how the nickname stuck i mean i've done but, that before but uh I, yeah. Yeah, we've all been there brian don't lie <laughs> i'm not denying it <laughs> <laughs> all right man uh before we derail even further, what is a guiding principle you take with you when you are offering trades or evaluating trades? Um, when I'm offering or evaluating trades, uh, my guiding principle is to never settle and never change what you value a player at. Sometimes it comes back to bite you, but especially I look kind of at Antonio Brown this year and people are just... They're like, I'll trade Antonio Brown for, you know, nothing because he's going to get traded. And it's like Antonio Brown's still a good player and he could still end up being on the Steelers. So why devalue an asset just because everyone else says you should devalue it? You may not always get to trade that way, but in that Kenny Galladay trade, 
the first offer I got was um, two running back fours. And he's like, come on, man, this is a good deal. You don't have running backs. And I'm like, no, like Kenny Galladay is an asset. And that trade took almost a month to complete going back and forth with the guy. And I mean, I ended up with, like I said, Cohen, Sutton, Scantling and two thirds. So if I just would have taken that original deal because I was like, well, I need running backs and I just better make a trade. I would have lost out on so much. Truth. I think it was Stoops in the Trade Addicts 3 chat today that was talking about uh, complaining about his league where someone was saying the exact same thing. Well, this guy doesn't mean much to your team, so you should trade him to me for cheap. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, that's not how the world works. This guy has value. You're going to pay me that value regardless of what he's worth to my team. Okay. So rock on, brother. All right. But we have our boy J Mike in the uh, chat. So I want to give a little shout out to the open bar. Like, hey, let's give a little shout out to the people in the chat. What's going on? We have John McCann. I don't really know who that is, but we got Savi, Jesse Reeves. Uh, Spoonie's in the house. Mike McKinnon, TA4. What's going on? That was my J. Mike impression. Did it work? Did anybody like that? I liked it. He's so much cooler than I am that it just it wouldn't work. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, okay. So it was really funny when we were when I was first uh, pimping this whole thing out. I said. Uh, that we had nothing planned, so you have to give us some questions. And all of a sudden, I look at the show sheet, and I'm going to guess that Brian added like six things for us to talk about. Yeah. By the way, just I added them at like noon today. So why am I going to look at the show sheet for a live <laughs> show for that we're supposed to be taking questions as we go? I just wanted it's to add fine. on the, that. Hey, I told you this morning. I woke up with a bunch of shit old stuff on my mind, and. That was some of it. So if, if, yeah, if I mean, we get if, to that stuff, we get to it. If we don't get to it, oh, it's no big deal. We're absolutely going to. This is It's a weird feeling. Like, in one hand, I'm so happy that Brian's coming out of his shell that he could actually show a little bit of anger to the world. He's not like the Mr. Nice Guy's going away. But on the other hand, it's like, my little nice guy, where is he going? <laughs> this cruel, cruel Twitter world is just ruining him. They are. They're corrupting me. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure which is going to win out. As long as you stay true to who you really are, Brian, that's all that really matters. Well, I'm not. Sh- I'm just not sure who I really am at this point. I'm. I'm kind of having a an identity crisis here. So, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out soon enough. I I, I don't. You know, I'm being. I, like I said, I'm being corrupted by all the meanies on Twitter. So, no better way, no better place, I should say, for you to have an existential crisis than on YouTube Live in front of <laughs> all <laughs> dozen of our our watchers. Yeah. There are yeah. dozens of us. <laughs> dozens. All right. Is Pittsburgh go- is Pittsburgh going to be- tag Bell again? Is that a thing? Yeah, they might use the transition tag on him. That's what I read. Why? I've heard that. Uh, it would give him the opportunity to match any deal that uh, he's able to sign in free agency. Um, I mean, but is there is there a chance that going back to the Steelers is an actual thing? Like. I feel like that bridge is burned. Oh, I think, I mean, so I think there's two things going on here. First and foremost, I think, you know, the Steelers realize that they're losing two superstars, essentially, if they move on from both Bell and Brown. Um, 
I mean, I, I think everyone kind of assumed the bell ship had sailed uh, based on what had, had gone on this year. Um, and I still don't, I mean, I, there would, there would have to be tr- a tremendous amount of healing in that relationship <laughs> uh, in order for bell to come back and play. But here's the thing um, from Pittsburgh standpoint, and I will, you know, people give the Steelers a lot of crap on this or, or it looks like they are anyways. Um, you, you know, like if he doesn't get the money, like Pittsburgh could literally sign him for less than they offered him. Like that's actually a possibility. It's probably not going to happen that way. I mean, there will probably be one team at least that offers him more money than the Steelers had offered him in, in the deal that they offered him this past offseason. The Jets but, are the worst. <laughs> I, and well, and, and I've said all along, I called that. You ha- like, yes. You've called this since before the back. season. That it was going to be the Jets. Yeah. So, um, you know, but I mean, from the Steelers standpoint, and and hopefully that would be a little bit of a wake up to Bell to like, hey, I didn't get the deal I thought I was going to get. Maybe I did have it be- best in Pittsburgh. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a chance at, at that relationship being healed. I, I don't really know. It seems I, like a long shot to me. But is this a sign and trade kind of deal? Is that I a think, thing? I think that's most likely. Yeah, I think that's most likely. Yeah. Uh, Josh, where do you want Bell to go? What team do you... Okay, where do you want him to go? Where do you think will be best for his fantasy value to go? I mean... The, Wait, uh, who, the, what's your team? I don't think I know that. I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh, my Gross. God. <laughs> all right, well, he's not that. going to the Cowboys, so that sort of <laughs> takes that out of the way. All right, so, all right. Uh, best for his fantasy value is the obvious answer but the most unlikely answer which is the chiefs i mean you put him in that andy reed offense and just watch him become you know fantasy rb1 but i mean in all likelihood i mean i agree with you guys it's the jets they're gonna spend way too much money on them and not know how to use them i mean adam gase using Le'Veon bell just makes me want to throw up so but that's probably where he ends up. Ooh, Savi says uh, plot twist: Bell goes to Philly. I could I mean, see I don't that. Think they have, I don't think they have the cap space for him. But I don't think they. I don't think they do either, especially right now. But there's a long way to go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's true. And also, it'd be like an ultimate fu just staying in state and moving over. I mean, the only other thing he could really do to fu is that go to the. Uh, Ravens or something. So I just got totally thrown off too because I'm looking at the chat and I'm seeing this Bradley Harrison character and I'm like, Oop. who the f is this guy? Yeah, it's freaking Spoony. It's freaking Spoony. Yeah, <laughs> sub Spoon. Hey, Eric P. We are getting trade addicts galore in this place. It's wonderful. Yeah, we are. It is that. awesome. Oh wait, speaking of, just in time, got it today. Oh, nice. Yeah. baby. Trying to get nice. it on the screen. There you go. And so is that the right side? Yeah, so let's just make this a thing. So here's the tradeaddictspod.storeenvy.com. My left yeah, reticle yeah. with nice, sexy, sexy gear. And then Josh, where's yours? Don't make yours? me, don't make me, don't make me take it off. Please Whoa. don't. The, the raglan on underneath. Yes, hit them with the link again. Tradeaddictspod.storeenvy.com. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the uh, Trade Addicts Pod Twitter bio are links to that and the Patreon, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Brian Hart is going full. <laughs> I just saw that too. 
Yeah, how many? Oh man, I I can't explain how happy it would make me if one day Brian takes a shirt on and he's as tatted as Adam Levine is. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? I one day I'm sure I will. <laughs> We're gonna be drinking and it's gonna happen. I'm getting a I'm getting a trade addicts pod like or a trit and I, I probably wouldn't put pod on there just trade addicts tattoo when we get the brain the, with the flag when, yeah when we do the whole vegas thing well i thought about getting the you know how he's got the california across the belly i figured that would be a nice look with my beer belly it'd be like you know just yeah. ta life. <laughs> hashtag ta life yeah <laughs> yes you Mike, can penn state chess piece apps a freaking lootly that would be amazing <laughs> As I was saying, speaking of TAs, let's jump into uh, Trade Addicts Trade just to get stuff started. Yep. Trade Addicts Leagues, 12-team, Superflex, PPR, tight end premium, 0. 0.05 points for return yardage. Our first, actually both of them are Trade Addicts 3 trades. Carryon Johnson, Deshaun Hamilton, the 207. For the hated man on Twitter, Branton Cooks, Frank Gore, and the 307. Now, this was awfully awfully voted for on twitter and i even won that twitter trade this should not be a landslide in any way shape or form but the carry-on side won by a lot and since this was my trade josh you go first what do you think of this trade i i love the carry-on Deshaun side of this thing just because i i love what Deshaun brings on the field and even though I spoke about a Cortland Sutton trade earlier, I actually think he might end up being the better fantasy asset. Carry on Johnson is, you know, on the lines right now. And Matt Patricia, all he keeps saying is we want to run the ball more. And if he's not lying to everyone, I mean, carry on Johnson has the ability if he stays healthy to be a top 12 guy this season. So Give me that. The picks don't matter. I mean, Brandon Cooks is great for 1,005 every year, but that's all you're getting. So, I mean, give me carry on, give me Deshaun, and I'll go home happy. Anything, Brian? Yeah, I I mean, <clears throat> when I saw this one come across, so first of all, I knew you were hunting for carry on. Oh, I was uh, hunting for my carry on chair. Hard. I put that out yeah. on Twitter in the morning. So, um, and and I think the trade is fine value wise. I think the hate for Brandon Cooks is absolutely ridiculous. Insane. Though. It's ridiculous. I mean, he he. You know, we we talk how great Mike Evans is, and and Mike Evans is great. I'm not I'm I'm not saying that Brandon Cooks is Mike Evans. Okay, but I mean, but it's the same sort of shade getting thrown at him. Yeah, and and I mean, the guy's had 1,100 yards or more. Well, in three of five years, he just missed 1,100 yards last year. He was just right. under 1082. Um, you know, and he gets between seven and nine touchdowns. Yeah, well, I mean, that's I, I just I just don't understand the hate for Cooks. I mean, I think people look at him, and because he's been on three different teams, it's like, well, well, there must be something wrong with him, you know. And 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 people talk about the inconsistencies week to week. I don't know. I, I I don't. I've kind of been talked out of that a little bit. I mean, Jordan, especially on the Rams, it's exaggerated. Yeah, I mean, and, when it was the Saints, he was right. absolutely. But even on the Patriots, he wasn't that given. Give and take is absolutely the wrong phrase. Right, up and down. There you go. Right, and it's even li- less so on the Rams because that's what teams he's on now. Team he's on now. So sorry. Go. 
No, that's okay. I mean, I, I just, yeah, I mean, I think he's less than, or he's, he's less inconsistent with the Rams than he has been previously in his career. Um, you know, and, and he's a guy that you can count on. I mean, he's, he's played 16 games in every year except his rookie season. So, you know, I mean, he's a reliable target. He's, he's going to get somewhere between 70 and 85 catches a year for around 1,100 yards and seven, eight touchdowns. I mean, that's valuable. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't understand the hate on, on cooks. Um, you know, I, I think as far as this deal goes, though, I think it's a good trade. I think the value is pretty close. Um, you know, so it, it depends, I guess, on team makeup. I know that I always do that and cop out, but I, I think it, it probably has. It's the non-point scoring season. There is no team makeup. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but but I think the value's close anyway, so I'm I'm fine with the deal. I like the pieces that you received. I mean, I like Johnson. I like uh, Deshaun Hamilton. Obviously, he's a guy I got to watch up here uh, quite a bit, and I've you know he's he's a great route runner. Um, I, I think he's more of a slot receiver you know, um, in the league, but he's, he's a guy that can get open, uh, in that role. So I, you know, I think he does have a future in Denver. Um, and, and I think he can be pretty good. So, you know, I, I like the pieces you're getting here, but I also like the other side. I think Brandon yeah. Cooks is severely underrated. So, um, you know, good trade. I like it. Yeah. But most importantly, I, I won this Twitter poll. So that's really what matters. <laughs> of course. All right. Uh, so in the chat, J Mike wants to know, uh, what free agent quarterbacks we're, we're looking to as, wow. Let's read this in words. Can we talk about what free agent quarterbacks that you'd be looking to as trade targets? Uh, all right. First of all, I'm going to say I love Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's a sell. I don't know. Like, dude's a game manager. Like, even back when he was you know first healthy i don't think he's a qb1 kind of guy and i think you're going to be able to get low qb ish one value off of the hype especially if he signs somewhere nice so honestly i'm selling him nick Foles. i'm selling because i think he ends up in a place like jacksonville which is just gross but again clearly that could change with where he ends up I mean, who am I buying? I don't even. Is there anyone worth buying right now? Tyrod Taylor is the only one I could think of because I feel like he will always bridge. Like I feel like he'll start at least a couple of games. That's really about it. Like I feel like this is such a crap. QB. I'm buying. I'm buying Josh Rosen. Stick to the question, buddy. Um, isn't that the Isn't that the question? What low end QBs? Free agent. Free agent. Oh, my bad. Um, Apologies. Joe Flacco and Ryan Tannehill are going to be free agents, most likely. Honestly, I'll buy them. Uh, I think Joe Flacco will start somewhere, and he'll be that safe starter. So then that's always worth something, and plus he'll be super cheap. And even if it's just your QB3, it's great to have a solid QB3. So I'm all about that. Uh, if Tannehill goes somewhere where he has a chance to even compete for a starter, I'd buy him. Because he does decently sometimes in fantasy i mean he's not a great real quarterback don't get me wrong but he will he can score some fantasy points every once in a while so i'm not really terrified of owning him as a third or fourth quarterback which again in super flex you should have at least three quarterbacks that can be startable absolutely 
just you know shout out John Hogue because I know that would make him happy. <laughs> well, John, he's got six or seven. Oh but. yeah, we are. Um, I started the Cartoon Do Gooders Alliance uh, too. Yes, the, which is you know same setup as the Trade Addicts League, except it's uh, best ball. And John Hogue is in that league, and he warned everyone that he's going to get what was it like eight QBs in the first six rounds or something. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's John Hogue for you. The craziest thing about that is he literally will have six quarterbacks in the first. No, eight. yes, like, no, I, like he's not just talking out his rear. I mean, that's absolutely what John will do. Yeah, I told Josh <laughs> that exact thing before we started recording. I'm like, you better watch out. He is serious. Yep. Yes. And serious. <laughs> so, Josh, what do you think about Tannehill? There's Spoonie in the chat is saying uh, Tannehill to the Patriots. Um, what I, would you What would you think of that? Um, Tannehill to the Patriots. I mean, at that point that I want nothing to do with him because he's spending two seasons behind Brady. Probably. I actually heard a rumor a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago about Tannehill to the Bengals. Tannehill to the Bengals. I actually saw that myself too. Yeah, I saw that too. And that could be a spot where depending on if they draft somebody or bring in another free agent quarterback to battle with them, if he's throwing to AJ Green and Tyler Boyd, I mean, Joe Mixon, he might not be bad, especially in a super flex to have as a third guy, you know, to start on bye weeks and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of agree with Outhouse on this one. This free agent class doesn't have a lot to be excited about. I mean, maybe if you have some full shares, you can pawn them off on somebody who gets excited that he's going to Jacksonville. But we've kind of seen him outside of Philadelphia, and there's some kind of magic about Philly. But once he leaves, he's not the same guy. All right. Uh Austin Bailey, Dirty Bird Dynasty, wants to talk about Corey Davis, and I always want to talk about Corey Davis. Yeah. Uh, I've asked this a couple of times across a couple podcasts, but maybe one capital, one more time for the simple sake of, in capitals, more info in it. Do we capital really think Corey Damn Davis will ever be a top 20 wide receiver under Mariota? Yes. Okay. The end. Bye. Okay. Corey Davis gets a lot of targets. Mariota has been hurt. That offense was a mess because Mariota was hurt. First year guy who was trying to do something that did not fit the players he had. If they got someone right for an offensive coordinator, it was the quarterback's coach or something, right? Yeah. If Corey Davis or Sony, Corey Davis for me all day. You guys, Corey Davis or Sony? Oof. What do you think, Josh? I I still got to go with Sony on this one. We've kind of seen what his upside is during the playoffs. And if the Patriots decide to move to that style of football a little bit more, especially with Brady getting older and, I mean, kind of looking a little bit, little bit like a shell of himself in a few games this year and especially in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think I gotta go with Sony on this one. 
I think their value is probably close enough. And hashtag team wide receiver. Ryan, yeah, so Sony, so Sony's going four, five, one, two, three, four spots ahead of Davis in January ADP. I don't have February. So, January, same thing. So yeah, pretty close. Um, this uh, that's a tough one for me. I mean, I think you know I've talked about the Patriots moving to a, a run, a more run heavy offense in the past shows that we've uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, so I like. Michelle, uh, you know, I think he, I think he's going to get the ball a lot. Um, the question I have is, will his knees hold up? You know, um, so yeah, and and here's the other thing, Corey Davis. I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy that was being drafted at the 101 that year or 102, depending. You know, so so the production hasn't validated the pick yet. So I think people are frustrated with him. Um, you know, but this will be his third year in the seat in the, in the league here, um, third season, uh, with the Titans coming up. So, coordinator. Diff- yeah. And, and that's unfortunate. Um, but you know, we're, we're, we've been blessed the last couple of years with receivers that just rookie season or sophomore season, it's like, boom, you know, they blow up yeah. and yeah. they're, they're huge fantasy, have a huge fantasy impact, you know? Traditionally, it was always who is going to be the third year breakout wide receiver, right? Well, Corey Davis ruined everything. Yeah, twenty fourteen ruined everything exactly. <laughs> so, so you know, I think I mean I I still am very high on Corey Davis. I I don't think that you know I don't think he's produced the way the people that drafted him feel like he should produce yet. Obviously, and I think there are concerns, legitimate concerns about that offense, um, and and the turnover there, um, in terms of coaching, but. I still think Corey Davis is extremely talented. Um, and, you know, I, I think he's going to get an opportunity to shine in that offense eventually. It's just a matter of when and if he can stay healthy. Those two things are the big key for me. He's getting the targets and the market share. And I think the rest of it just needs to fall into place. I think that offense needs to fall into place, which, again, three offensive coordinators in three years kind of makes that a little difficult. But, I mean, I'm not willing to give up. I think the dude is talented. I think, I mean, obviously, if you can get the right price for anybody. And I think we sort of see still his price is saying very insulated from his lack of production just because probably whoever has him is the believer Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this point. And that's me for sure. Um, Yeah, I still like him too, a lot. Did you actually say how you feel about Corey Davis in general, Josh? I zoned out. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I actually went on kind of a uh, a Sony rant, but uh, no, I mean, I kind of agree with everything you guys are saying about Corey Davis. I mean, it's been a shame about the turnover in not only head coaching, but offensive coaching or offensive coordinators. But, you know, he's got all the tools. If he can stay healthy and Mariota can stay healthy, it looks like last year they figured out that maybe the timeshare between Deion Lewis and, um, oh my God, I'm blanking Derek right Henry. now. Derek Henry, thank you. Yeah. Um, that they just need to lean on Henry and kind of go that way. Maybe they figured out some of the stuff now and health is the only thing keeping Corey Davis from being a top 10 guy and not a top 20 guy. So, yeah, I mean, I don't blame anybody for keeping Davis and keeping Hope alive on that one. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, words. You got to hold on to your guy, especially if he you drafted him and he's your guy. Giving up on him is against the point, really. Uh, trading away is not giving up, especially if you're getting the right value. So, you know, like I feel like I have to defend myself in saying that I, it almost sounded like I said, don't trade somebody when you should always be trading everybody. <laughs> um, all right. But speaking of a little bit of what we've been talking about, one of the questions we've gotten, we got before we started recording, uh, Kevin Wellington at Kwell Chai Cut Six is probably maybe not how you pronounce that one. I forgot what he actually asked me, but I wrote down the synopsis. Uh, thoughts on posting your values for your players in league chats? Nope. Oh, so, no. So this is like saying, "Hey guys, I have Corey Davis on my team, looking for the one hundred one and one hundred six for him. What do you guys think?" I mean, I don't, I don't know why you would do that. That's like walking into a car dealership and saying, "Yeah, I would pay twenty five thousand dollars for that car," and the <laughs> the guy selling it to you is like, "Oh man, I would have given it to you for nineteen. I mean, you're you you're undercutting your own value because somebody looking at that same player could be like, "Oh man, I'd give you one one and one three for that guy," and now you've just lost out on you know three draft slots because you put what you want on there instead of kind of getting to the point. It's kind of what I was saying earlier about, you know, don't give up on your value and don't, you know. Well, here's here's my thing with that. I got married before a lot of my friends did. So when everyone was doing their uh, registries for their wedding, they, they asked me what the hell they're supposed to be putting on there. And I'm like, here's how you do wedding registries. Let's say you want a TV. You want someone to buy you TV. You really want that 50-inch TV. You put the 65-inch... I totally just cursed. Yes, you, you did. That, <laughs> edit. You, you're going to have to edit. I'm going to have to edit now. That we post this. Nice job. Uh, you're going to put that 65-inch TV on there. Because someone's going to be like, 65? I'm not buying a 65-inch TV. Let me buy him the 50. That's how you get what you want. So, yeah. Well... I get what you're saying, and it could undercut a bit, but if you have a realistic point of view, like I would have absolutely no problem doing this in the Trade Addicts Leagues because it's a smart enough group of guys where I don't think anyone's giving me anything cheap anyway. Like I think I'm going to get good deals no matter what. So if I'd be like, you know what? I have Philip Lindsay. I don't want Philip Lindsay on my team. Someone give me at least the one 106 for him and let's get a deal done like i feel like of course you're gonna get people they're gonna be like all right well i can give you like the 108 and this guy i mean it's sort of skipping a step a little bit it says it's a little better than using your trade bait it's a little more than just saying hey this guy's for sale it gets sort of that first awkward oh i don't know how much i should really offer for this guy out of the way so i'm i'm all for this i don't think okay let's put it this way i don't think it's bad in any way it might not be the greatest strategy which like you guys are saying but i don't think it's bad this the question the way it was posed to me was people did not like that he did this and i am not against this whatsoever so do you think this is bad just do you think it's bad business in any way for the league, not just necessarily value? No, I mean, not necessarily. I don't I don't think that it's bad for the league, per se. Um, this particular thing that we're speaking of, I do think it's bad <laughs> to post trades 
and talk about trades in league chat. Yes, between two owners. I oh no, no, no! This ridiculous. is before before yeah. there's any real talk. Uh, we we know how you feel about yes. That, <laughs> I've been very especially clear. now that you're actually voicing your frustration with things. We really know to avoid doing that. <laughs> yes, because before it was like, golly gee, guys, I'm really not super comfortable with the fact that you're talking <laughs> about my trades in public. Now we'd get gifs of people giving fingers and uh, punching people in the face, <laughs> saying, "This is you talking about my trades." <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember no, when you I, were like, I, "Gosh dang it." Back in the day, me, Dad Gummit, Dad Gummit, <laughs> Dad Gummit. I can spell it out for you if you guys want in the league. Chat. I'd appreciate if you did during the. Do that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, as far as as far as this goes, though, I think, yeah, like you said, I think it's fine. Um, I, I don't know that it's the best strategy, but I guess you know it, it's fine putting it out there and seeing if anybody's willing to, you know, give you what you're asking for. Yeah, uh, I forgot who it was in one of <laughs> who it was in one of the leagues I'm in. So I literally have zero idea. Twenty twenty seven leagues. <laughs> yeah, uh, someone did it on their trade bait, where they literally put their guys on the trade block. I want this for this person, this for this person, this for this person. Like it was like straight up out there, and I mean, I went to him with like, I don't have a second. What about two thirds? He's like, no, man, I want a second. So he's being. A, little more rigid than i would think people should be about it but again it got people to at least it got me to go to him a little bit i mean i probably would have gone to him anyway just also because me uh training problem and all but i mean i think it takes a little bit of the stigma is the wrong word but a little bit of the maybe for people that might be a little afraid of making opening offers might take a little bit of that fear out of it again we have to separate trade addicts leagues and trade hq leagues and all the you know quote unquote leagues with sharks or smart people or whatever the hell people are called these days and like go to you know rando leagues and you know to see how they kind of think yeah i mean it's kind of what you guys are saying i don't think it's bad business i don't think people should get mad about it i mean I personally wouldn't do it, but I, I totally understand what you're saying. Some people are like, I don't know what to value, especially bigger time players like Zeke or Hopkins or something like that. I mean, I need to trade them because my team is awful, but you're like, dude, what do I, you know, what do I even ask to try to get them? And so, yeah, if you, the guy says, Hey, I have Hopkins, I'm in a total rebuild. I want, you know, three firsts and, you know, too young, a uh, Cortland Sutton and carry on Johnson, let's just say, at least you kind of know what he's looking for and you can kind of start working from there. Yeah. I think it's helpful in less active leagues now that we're talking through it and everything. So I already deleted the question off the list. So I completely forgot the guy's name already. So yeah, that's what we think about that. So, okay, Brian, you listed like six things you want to rant about. Do you want to rant about something? Sure. Pick one. Go. Julian Edelman is not a Hall of Fame wide receiver, <laughs> Shefty. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh my God. I can't even. I. What is with that guy? What's with Schefter? What was with him last night? Like, do you guys follow him on Twitter? Or like, I, I have him set stopped. up. So I have him set up for the alerts just for like the breaking news, which is. It's probably, I mean, 
it's probably dumb. I should just download Sleeper and then I don't have to get his commentary. Yeah. Because I feel like commentary I people on Twitter ridiculous. that I'll find out what he said anyway eventually that I don't feel the need to follow him. I mean, he got too big for his britches. He started giving his opinion on things, and I just don't care about his opinion. Julian like Edelman, when he just broke news. Edelman's been in the league nine years. He's had 700 receiving yards three times. Get the f- <laughs> oh. Are you serious? I mean, yes, he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable in the playoffs. He's made some really huge catches in the playoffs. I'm not trying to take anything away from Edelman in the playoffs, but he's not a Hall of Fame player. He's never even finished like top 15 at his position. Like, this is ridiculous. That's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard said in my entire life. He's got life. that hardware. Good for him. Yes, exactly. Yes, Aaron Desmond in the chat. If Isaac Bruce cannot get in the Hall of Fame, Edelman has zero case. He's absolutely right. Torrey Holt, Heinz freaking Ward, and I don't even think Heinz Ward's that great of a receiver. I love him. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Dirty, pretty bastard. But, like, yeah, he was dirty, but he was awesome. He'd, <laughs> he'd break someone's face and then smile the whole time. So, I, oh, I, I mean, his I love smiling it. was so he intimidating. Played, he, played for, he played for my team, so. But yeah. but 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 for real, I mean, there are so many players that are more worthy at the wide receiver position than Julian Edelman. Now, I mean, even if he extended his career twice as long as it's been right now, which won't happen because he's not a cyborg, you know, and he's already yeah, had like tons of injuries and stuff. But like, it's just it's just ridiculous. Julian Edelman is not a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He's a great Eli receiver. Manning, Hall of Fame he's, quarterback. He, yes. Why? He's awful. He is not a good quarterback. He had two good playoffs. He has two Super Bowl MVPs against the greatest dynasty of all time. He's I just bad. said that. I'm a Steelers fan, and I just said that, by the way. So any every, everybody out there who thinks I'm biased about the Steelers, I just said that the greatest dynasty of all time is the New England Patriots. He just okay. didn't want people to climb up into his mentions. That's really what it is. Oh, it's true. Ryan wants I mean, what they've done in the what they've done. <laughs> Spoonie's talking about the PEDs. I, I don't. I'm trying not to get into it, but 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 for, for real. I mean, the New England Patriots are, are an unbelievable dynasty, and and you can say what you want about Spygate and Deflategate, and you know Tom Brady doesn't throw the ball more than five yards. And yes, last night's game was a shitty game. It was awful. It's the worst Super Bowl of all time, at least the ones that I've been alive for. So, you know, but, you know, you, I can't, I, you know, they're Brady. I mean, the guy's just, he's unbelievable. So, so that's another thing too. Edelman has had 700 yards receiving three times in his career with the greatest quarterback of all time. Like get out of here, Schefter hall of fame. No, not even close. Okay. There was my first rant. <laughs> See, it was, it was put on Facebook. I was tagged in it. I said, yes, just because I figured, you know, a white receiver with a lot of rings would be like a unicorn that they'd feel the need to put into the <laughs> Hall of Fame in a slow year. And then, like, yeah, people got upset that I said yes. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is a better receiver than Julian Edelman. That's not fair. He's a really good receiver. <laughs> okay, but he's a running back by position. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, Edelman is just not... he. Yes, I and, and Aaron said down here again, Aaron's hitting this out of the park tonight. Edelman should be in the Pats Ring of Honor. Absolutely. He's probably oh, the greatest. He's probably the greatest New England wide receiver there's ever been. 
Oh, I think uh, Dynasty Frank was uh, arguing that. Who was he saying? Branch? No, he was saying Moss? that it was Edelman. And but Moss is the best wide receiver to play on the Patriots, but he wasn't really there long enough to be a Patriots wide receiver. So you know, to be like a system guy, Edelman, who's been there forever, Edelman is the best Patriots wide receiver. Yeah, no, and 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 I don't deny that. I mean, he's he's a great player. Again, I'm not trying to bust on Julian Edelman. I mean, he when he's out there, he makes a difference in that offense too. You know, they can't cover him and Gronk at the same time. Nobody can. Nobody Rams didn't even try and cover him last. No, time. the Rams nope. didn't. The 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 Chiefs last week couldn't do it. You know, I mean, that's that's what they've been doing for two decades with Brady at quarterback, and they interchange these pieces. You know, Wes Welker was there then. You know, well, before him, it was Troy Brown. Then it was Wes Welker. And then it's Edelman. You know, they I mean, they just interchange these pieces. And yes, Edelman has made some fantastic plays for the Patriots. And he's a great receiver. I would love to have him on my squad, but he's not a Hall of Fame player. He's just he's just not a Hall of Fame player. He doesn't deserve to get in, in my opinion. Brian was scary there. He he got up for a minute, and I thought he was going to reach <laughs> through the screen and just slap me. And I agree with him. I mean, Edelman, by the collar and start shaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I got scared. I was like, "Whoa, what's going to happen here?" But no, he's right. Edelman is, you know, I hear it all the time. The Hall of Really Good. I mean, <laughs> he's, you know, I just saw something on Twitter today that Juju has. 44% of the receiving yards that Edelman has and 43% of the touchdowns. And I'm like, yikes. When you can say that about a guy who's been in the league for two years and just was able to legally drink last year. I mean, that, I mean, I think that just says it all. I mean, I'm with Brian, please. You want to, you want to trade Cole Beasley for, you know, Julian Edelman and put him on my team. I, I mean, I take that in a heartbeat, but to say, you know, give that guy a gold jacket. I mean, it's just, I, I can't, I can't agree to that. I like this guy yeah. <laughs> talking about Juju like that. I like this man agrees with you and talks good about Steelers players, man. That's right. Josh, you're apparently welcome back anytime you want. Anytime. <laughs> hey, I'll be here whenever you need me. Nice. <laughs> oh, you dropped your Twitter handle, right? Yeah, yeah, because we asked you if you were a real fireman. Drop it yeah. again, because I forgot already. <laughs> at FFB Fireman. Go follow him now, everybody. He doesn't have nearly enough followers. He's awesome. Um, I don't know. People in the chat aren't asking questions. They're just talking along with us, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but I'm glad we got a couple of questions beforehand. Uh, okay. We were talking about how we need to differentiate between the leagues we are in and, you know, normie leagues uh andrew hall at chasing andy how do you handle off-season trade talks in a league where in a season trades are rare and people get turned off by offering too many trades don't want to burn people out and miss out on trades in the future but sick of lame league mates now <laughs> uh, brian's waving his hand in the air like he has something to say but i'm you know what you're just too excited go andrew find some new leagues I mean, that's the real answer. I mean, I was going to try and help him out a bit, but yeah, man, uh, I'm taking names for Trade Addicts 5 if you want to get in on that list. Throw your hat in the ring. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've a lot of people come to me and say, you know, how do you make such active leagues? The people, 
that's the the only answer there's literally no way to force people to trade and if you are forcing trades it's bad it like i i tried to think of ideas when i was first creating the first trade addicts league that would sort of in case it did get slow slow to like sort of make people trade and everything was just like but people are just going to send stupid stuff. They're just going to lowball to say they've sent something and it's not going to be worth it. There's literally no good way to force people to trade. Mm-hmm. It makes people resentful. It makes people annoyed. It It's a waste of time. The real answer, join more leagues. Find and or, find the addicts. Yeah. Find the trade addicts. I mean, and not, not just in the trade addicts leagues, but they're out there. I mean... Uh, apparently there's at least 72 of them not to mention the people in the leagues already i'm still not over that that's insane everybody and i'm sure i still have more in my uh notifications right now uh that's really all right well let's stick to his what do you what can you do in that situation no no blind offers is the only thing i could think of if there's no league chat create a league chat you have to talk to these people like human beings yeah brian always says not even the fact that communication is so important but what makes the trade addicts league so great is that in our group chats we talk to each other as human beings as opposed to just fantasy football team owners like i know what everybody does for a living i know whose wife's mad at them at the moment which is usually brian and mellow and (laughs) and neil um shout out guys uh Hopefully your wives aren't listening. (laughs) Like, I mean, that's really what it comes down to is finding, you know, relationships to talk about. And that leads to you talking more about fantasy football. That leads to you talking trades. And if you have nothing to add to this, people are talking about Tyrell Williams in the chat. And I'm getting, I know I just saw that too. Got really excited. Williams. Um, Answer one, find a new league. Answer two, just talk, keep talking. And even if it's not about fantasy football, build the relationship to where you can either get your guys on a more willingness to trade or hell, maybe just make some new friends and still go join a new league. Let's talk about Terrell Williams. I want to talk about Terrell the gazelle. Um, is Terrell Williams a third year breakout? Also a free agent, someone we should be targeting looking. Well, we should look to target. Yes, yes, yes. I have Terrell Williams on almost every single one of my teams, and I have a lot of teams. (laughs) I love the Gazelle. I have always loved the Gazelle, and I will continue to love the Gazelle, even when he does not sign with the Seahawks, just because that's the way my life works. Uh, We've gotten too smart for our own good. I think Jarek McKinnon ruined the idea of free agents being a sneaky buy. Mm -hmm. I think everybody knows now. I think people are... Yeah, I'm, I could sell him to you now, but why would I do that when in three months he's going to get that free agent bump? I think it's baked into the price already. If you can, if I can get Terrell Williams for... I'd even be willing to pay mid-second right now. Early second, maybe. It depends on my team. But honestly, my goal is to get Terrell Williams on my team. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk about this anymore because I think it's way... My bias is... You can't even see where my hand is waving. That's how high it is. Uh, one of you two, talk about Terrell Williams. I mean, Terrell Williams, he's going to go somewhere, and he is going to blow up. I mean, I wish I had more Terrell Williams. I'm, I'm with Outhouse. I kind of wish I had him on every single team that I had because 
he's going to sign somewhere in free agency. Wait, let's just say he goes to San Francisco and he gets Shanahan to just game plan for him and just he's he's going to be a top 15 receiver. And I mean, people are going to be like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But I mean, he has all the tools and the only thing that's really been holding him back is the fact, Allen. Yeah, there's <laughs> a guy named Keenan Allen who, as long as he's healthy, is a top 10 guy every year. So, I mean, put you can put him on probably 20 teams that I can think of right now. And he just goes from a guy who you would sell right now for 50% of what he's going to be once he signs a free agent contract. So, I mean, that's my feeling on Tyrell. And I wish I was more like Outhouse. <laughs> Everyone's pointing out that he's well past his third year. I know, but I just kept reading and got excited. <laughs> yeah. What you got? Uh, well, this is the second one. The first one was, I'm all craft. So the first one was an IPA, which I know everybody hates, except me and our boy Chris. I don't. There you go. See, we found another one. Yeah, seriously, you guys are like I'm getting a little worried. I think you guys might be best friends. So, so yeah. So I have a local, uh, a local one. Oh, James Gerard, how dare you talk about Terrell Williams going to Baltimore and disappearing? Oh, Don't awful. you put that evil on me. Oh. Anyways, back to oh, beer. You got a couple of uh, IPA backers in the chat. Trogues Nugget Nectar. It's the best beer that's ever been created. 93 IBUs. Huh. Trogues out of Hershey PA. Yep. What is it? Fantastic. It's a God, I don't even know what it. it's deliciousness. Yeah, I mean, that's it's what an, it is. It's, it's an it's like a red ale, kind of. All right, here. Once a year, so it's a seasonal. Ooh. And it's only available like late January through first week of March. Once a year, as the newest humulus lupulus harvest arrives at Trogues, we blend these super fresh hops into an imperial. It's an imperial amber ale, excessively dry hopped with pine resin and mango flavors. It's freaking delicious. Have to get me some of that. So, anyways, that was a little bit of a tangent. It's a nice tangent. I need. I I was about to say I need to start drinking on the weekdays, but I really do not need to start. (laughs) I wish I did. Yeah, we were talking about why he's being upset with us. Yes, Michael. Yes, Austin. Yes, Team IPA. (laughs) I told you, you got some backup in the chat. I'm talking about stout supporters, man. Stout supporters, or (laughs) you know, whiskey. (laughs) Give me some scotch, man. I'm all good. All right, let's keep talking. Yes. Um, Nathaniel Broughton at Nathaniel Bro. All right, he said keep trade by, but I'm going to bring back an oldie but a goodie. Oh, yeah. Shorter sinker pinch, my man. Forgot all about that. All right. Floater is trade. Sinker is drop. Pinch is hold. The Rams wide receivers. Wait a minute. A nice run, little de- run, run down those again so that he's got that. Floater is who you're going to float away in a trade. Sinker, they're gonna sink, so you're dropping them and pinch. You're gonna hold it in there, and you, I, yes, I wish you got everyone is gonna watch this on YouTube and see the nice hand motion I was doing. 
And we are talking Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, and Robert Woods. I wish Robert Woods did more yesterday, but Brandon Cooks looks pretty good. He dropped but two touchdown passes. One of them was very nicely. Both well, they were both very defended. nicely defended. Yes, they were. To be fair. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. But Josh, you go first. All right. So I'm floating cooks. I am pinching woods. And I am yeah, sinking. Wood. <laughs> and I am sinking cup. Um I think Cooks just has the highest value of the three. And I'm all about kind of getting that value. So, and I mean, Woods isn't horrible to keep. He's a great receiver. Um, Cup, uh, I mean, great flex, but out of the three, he's the guy I probably have to let go and just drop him. Brian? Mm. So I will pinch... Brandon Cooks. I will float Cooper Cup and I will sink Robert Woods. And I love all three of these guys. So yeah, I know it's really, really, really difficult. Doing all, here. Like all three of them. Um, words. Uh, sinking Robert Woods is probably the right answer just because the dude gets no dynasty value respect so in trade addicts brand i really feel like him going down is probably the right way to go oh wait spoonie january adp cooks is wide receiver 13 woods is wide receiver 14 and cup is 19 14 15 19 that's a little shocking i mean i'm glad that woods has gotten that high up uh Wow, Spoonie's floating woods. I just I don't think you get trade value for him. I remember we were talking about this in tr- Trade X3 one day. Uh, Joe thought it was ridiculous that you shouldn't get the 101 for him. And if, uh, at a wide receiver 14, it's probably not that far off. No, and he's 32 overall in ADP. Yeah. In non super flex leagues. A little which... a little low for the 101, but still, I mean, I don't think you can get nearly what he's worth. Trade value wise, Cooper Cup has that loyal following mm-hmm. that I still think you can get a decent price for him. But clearly, I'm floating Cooks because I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm floating Cooks. Man, I just I I'm pinching Woods and sinking Cup. I I don't care what the logical answer is. I'm gonna stick with what I feel like because that's what I do. J. Mike thinks he could fetch the most with Cup per Dynasty Twitter. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. They had oh, a yeah. great argument about this on uh, Open yeah. Bar one night. It was wonderful to listen to. That's true. What was it? Jake Anderson that was, uh, I think, wanted the Cup over the 101 or something. My boy, Aton's big on him, too. He loves Cup. Uh, Aton ruins me for Tyler Boyd. I don't need to listen to him for another <laughs> wide receiver. I ended up. He was on our show, and I ended up with 18 more shares of Tyler Boyd. I'm so easily impressed impressed upon. It's ridiculous. Okay. Well, that was fun. All right. Someone else picked something to talk about. But no, let's transition. It was a nice... You know, we t- I talked about floating... Uh, what's his name? Brandon Cooks. So let's talk about me floating Brandon Cooks. Straight Addicts 3 trade. Tyler Lock... 
Well, no, we talked about that one already. I screwed that up big time, and you didn't stop me. Well, um, of course I didn't stop you. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about the other Trade Addicts 3 trade because it's it's too late to go back now. Uh, Tyler Lockett, Rashad Penny, and the 207 for Dalvin Cook. This is another instance where I said, I'm going to go by Dalvin Cook today, and, and I did it. <laughs> um, this was Trade Addicts 3. I said that this was with Dustin. I didn't realize I was offering him to Seahawks players, and he happens to be from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Hashtag go Hawks. Um, so, Brian, after you're done sneezing, bless you, what do you Thank think you. of this one? Dalvin Cook, easy for me. Um, and it's 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 uh, it's not that I don't like necessarily. Well, yes, it is. I, I don't really like the other side of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's at least a first-round pick short. Um, you know... To me, you're buying as high as you're going to buy on Tyler Lockett. And I have never been a penny guy. I've I've never been a penny guy. I just don't I don't believe in him. I know they do because he they took him with a first round pick. Um, but I just I don't see it with him. Um He looked he, good when he was healthy and given the chance. I mean, look, he didn't look first round talent or anything, but he still looked good. Did he look Chris Carson good? That's not fair. Yes, it is. He's on the same team. <laughs> He's on the same team. That's, I mean, that's the point. He's on the same team and a, a year younger. Carson's a year older. So it's not like he's like a 28 year old running back that's about to be phased out. So I, I mean, I just, I don't love that situation with the two of those backs. Um, and, and to be honest, if I had to pick one, I mean, I, from what I watched this year, Carson was the better back. So, you know, I just, for me, if I'm training a guy like Dalvin Cook, who has a clear, clear number one job and is going to get fed the football if he's healthy, I mean, and that's a, that's a legit concern, but if he's on the, you know, if he's on the field playing in the game, he's going to get fed the football. And, and for me, a guy like that, you know, I, I would, I would move these pieces for, um, I, I could be wrong. We could look back at this at the end of next year and Tyler Lockett could have another unbelievably efficient season. I mean, this this year was amazing for him. Um, you know, so so that could very well happen. I just I think I would move these pieces for Cook pretty easily. I gotta agree. Um this seems like a deal where you sold Lockett at his max value due to the just insane amount of efficiency he had this year. And you sold Penny probably at the peak of his, well, he's a first round pick, so he's going to get more run next year. And you kind of just maxed out the value and then got cooked. And I mean, I'm, I'm with Brian 100% cook on this i don't even think it's close i mean if someone offered me this deal i would have smashed except in like half a second all right well first i want to point out the return yardage which is a big deal for tyler lockett because that dude's electric an electric playmaker if you will shout out Superflex super show um and all right so let me actually just i can give you a little since this is mine i can tell you how it sort of went down he knew this he knew i was coming after cook and my original first dealings were all right how can i get what was i oh i was asking i was offering that's the right words 
either Keenan Allen or David Johnson for Cook Plus. And he pretty much said, I don't want to give up multiple players right now. So I'm like, okay, let me offer you multiple players. And I offered Tyler Lockett, who was my next, honestly, he was my next best wide receiver beside, okay, except for Tyler Boyd. But, you know, Keenan, I have Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, and then Tyler Boyd and Tyler Lockett. Huh, Tyler's. Uh, and Tyler Lockett does get the return yardage, which helps a lot. Um, Rashad Penny, honestly, because he was the next tier down running back, and I just threw a second in there. And he's thought he thought about it, and he's like, eh, F it, why not? And I'm like, yeah, man, why not? I thought, I w- I thought he would counter. Happy he didn't. But I mean, I don't think it's that bad. I do think clearly the cook side's a little bit better. I don't think it's bad. Um, I think that Cook is riding a lot of the same sort of wave that combination wave of Lockett and Penny right now. You know, he looks good when he's healthy. Is he healthy? Who knows? I mean, we want to think that the offense is going to run through him just because Kirk Cousins hasn't been doing great. Like, there's a lot of ifs around doubt. Wow. I almost said Calvin Johnson. What does that even mean? It's only 1030. I shouldn't be screwing up this much. I miss Megatron so bad. I miss Megatron so much. (laughs) So, yeah, again, uh, yeah, the value is probably on my side of the deal. But I don't, again, I don't think it's as bad as, again, the Twitter poll came out to be. Wow, there's a lot of stuff going on in the chat. Someone mm-hmm. talk about something so I could read what's going on. <laughs> Brian, rant about something else. All right. Uh, so what else is on here about the rant? Okay. Uh, okay. This is a good one. Ready? <laughs> so New Orleans Saints fans and players, get over it already. <laughs> You're not the first team that's been screwed by a call from an official in sports, in a big game, in a championship game. Get over it. It happened two and a half weeks ago. It's time to move along. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Skip Bayless's tweet this morning set me oh, off a little bit on that. He, he is the worst. He's absolutely the freaking worst. The absolute worst. And those two were made for each other. He and Stephen A. Smith were made for each other. And then they got a divorce. And that makes sense, too. But anyways, yeah. So he he sent a tweet out this morning about how he still has New Orleans fans back. Look, the call was awful. It's one of the worst calls I've ever seen, ever, ever, in the history of the league. It's one of the worst calls ever of all time. Lawsuits about it? Are you kidding me? Lawsuits, really? Lawsuits over a missed. I mean, call did that ever? Did that actually happen, or was some dude just talking about it? I don't care. It's it's ridiculous either way. It's ridiculous either way. A lawsuit over a missed call in a football game. Get the flip out of here. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Get over it. <laughs> God. All right, so that was rant number two. Yeah, wow, that, that one felt really good. How how did I do on that one? I think you did great. Their people are uh, pretty happy about it, and they're like they're, they're throwing other uh, troll like things to get you ranting a little bit in there. Hashtag does caught it. Yeah, um, he did catch it. 
He did. I'm not. I he hate totally. The cow, I hate the he Cowboys. He totally caught that. He totally caught that. Football. Hashtag Des caught that. Yeah. <laughs> um, is Kelsey far and away tight end one dynasty? Oof. Um, far and away number one. I I'm not going to say that. I mean, I think Ertz and Kittle are in the picture. He's definitely number one, but it's not. You're not dropping from Kelsey to Ebron, you know. Yo, be careful. I, I know. <laughs> trust, trust me, I know. Triggered. I, uh, I, I'm not as on the uh, Ebron oh, ragging as some people that I know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be upset if I got Ertz or Kittle instead of Kelsey. So far and away, no. But he is the number one tight end in Dynasty. Are we worried about San Francisco getting actual weapons and that hurting Kittle's value? Only if it's Antonio Brown. I mean, I think that's legitimate. I think if AB goes there, Kittle's value definitely takes a hit. Well, yeah, because that's a real... Uh target hog but outside of antonio brown probably not i'm trying to think like let's say we uh the gazelle goes to uh goes to san francisco no i don't don't, that number one slot that is still there yeah i don't know i mean because kittle is born season (laughs) he's still gonna have the middle of the field, you know, those short to intermediate routes, um, you know, so I, I don't think it necessarily hurts him as bad uh, in, in that case. Um, you know, I don't think those guys demand the ball the way Antonio Brown demands the ball. I mean, you if you oh, have Antonio oh. Brown on your team, you force him the football. Right. You know, the, those guys, you know, you get them the ball when they're open and you take some shots down the field. Um, you know, I like, I like Tyrell Williams. I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys on, on him. Um, but I don't, you know, he's, he's not Antonio Brown. So I think, you know, I think there's a difference there in terms of the way that that affects George Kittle. Um, you know, but you know, for me, Kelsey's, I I think what Josh said is absolutely right. I think he's clear. He's, he's clearly the number one, but he's not like far and away better then two, three, two and three, probably those two, Ertz and Kittle. I think those are, are are probably the other two in the conversation. And I think I think that group is is further apart from the rest of the tight ends than they are from each other. Yeah, there's no one after that. Really. And I also think if we are led to believe that Shanahan is as good of an offensive mind as people have been saying he is. I mean, I think he can have Terrell DeGazelle and Kittle and McKinnon and still craft an offense that, you know, features all these guys and gets all these guys some fantasy love. Yeah. Um and Spoonie brings yeah, up the I was, point. I was just gonna bring that up too. Which, Go ahead. Um after this year, after twenty nineteen, uh Zach Ertz costs a very large amount of money. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he 
can be a cap casualty and ends up somewhere else, which a is why you buy Dallas Goddard last year um, and hold on to him. Uh, but also that will completely shake up the tight end landscape. Does, is Zach Ertz the same on a different team? I think he can be. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he can be, I, I, he, he might not be, he might not be exactly the same, but I think he can be a top five tight end still. Yeah pretty easily too i mean i think i think god i would oh my god if he went to pittsburgh i I would i would i would literally smash my computer like i would smash my your computer is bad enough already (laughs) it is bad enough i know it shits out on us all the time um (laughs) so i would literally i would i would buy a zach Ertz jersey in if he if he signed with them, I would probably have it within the amount of days it took them to ship it to me. <laughs> so, so another tight end question in the uh, in the in the chat was about uh, if Noah Fant goes to Dallas, is he an automatic top eight dynasty tight end? Noah Fant is an automatic top eight dynasty tight end the second he's drafted, and he's not even the best tight end on his own college team. Doesn't matter. I know, like um, so this I'm is a, to come around on that a little bit. So this that. this is a really cool thing too. Just again, I I live for those who don't know, which most of the people in the chat at least do. We know, we know, and you all know, yeah. So I live six miles from Penn State. I live six miles from the stadium. It literally takes me about eight minutes to get there um, on a normal day, maybe fifteen on a game day, um, and I went to the Iowa game this year. I, I go to all the games, but this year the um I have season tickets, but this year the my dad and my my mother and dad used the season tickets at the Iowa game and we sat with friends because uh, one of my best friends from home, her cousin is Amani Hooker who plays safety for the Iowa Hawkeyes, going to get drafted. He's he's probably like a he's probably like a third roundish safety. So pretty good player. Um and he got us tickets, so my parents took my tickets, and then I, I went with uh, their family and sat in the Iowa section. And Hawkins Smith's uncle sat right behind me during that game, uh, and got a chance to talk to him. He's a really nice guy. Uh, That's cool. We gave each other some jabs, you know, Penn State <laughs> fan, right? So and he, so it was a lot of fun. Um, but that kid is, I'm glad to see him getting the recognition that he deserves because he's he's a stud too i mean fant has been especially in dynasty circles i mean noah Fant. they you know we all know about him but hawkins mm-hmm. smith is he's legit man he's he's a good player um you know and i think he he's a guy that i i would probably i would probably rather pay the price and acquire him than pay the price it's going to take to get fant i think they're yeah they're a lot closer in talent than they are um you know than than they are going to be in value so yeah i would i would probably rather pay for uh for hawk and smith than than fan but but they're both going to be i mean they both have a chance to be legit studs when they come into the league so and i mean as a cowboys fan as much as i'd love to see either one of those guys on their team uh, I, I think both guys get picked in the first round, and Dallas isn't picking till fifty-eight because of the Amari Cooper trade. So I worth mean, it. 
Yeah, that was well, worth it. One hundred percent. And I, I was actually arguing with uh, people at my job because most people probably don't know I live right outside of Philadelphia. So being a Dallas fan is oh, that's rough, man. Oh, you get abuse. Yeah. For sure. So when that trade went down, everyone at my job was like, "You guys are idiots!" And you, and I said. It, this is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to, you're either going to get the first two years of Amari Cooper in Oakland where he was just a stud and, you know, he was one of the best young receivers in the game, or you're going to get what you got the last year and a half, which was coaches that either didn't want to use them or didn't know how to use them. And obviously, at least for eight games, it looks like you got that first two years of Amari Cooper when he was just, lights out and a fantasy starter every week. He fits so well with Dak and yep. in the game they need to play for Dak that mm-hmm. I mean he seems to find a way to disappear every once in a while. Yep. But still, I uh, I think it'll be better than the uh Oakland days for sure. Yeah. So I want to address too in the chat, J Mike just asked how yeah. Fant and Hawkinson compare to the OJ Howard uh David and Joku Evan Ingram group personally I think that I think Fant is more athletically like those guys than Hawkinson is um I I would say Hawkinson is more in the Kittle Ertz realm I mean athletic too but not not that I mean, those guys are freaks. David Njoku, especially, is is an absolute athletic freak. So, for me, I think, I, I I think you know, I think Fant is more in the athletically gifted category, like those guys. He's more of a receiver. Yeah, everyone's saying he's pretty body. much Evan Engram. Yeah, right, right. Whereas Hawkinson is more of a traditional tight end, a little bit more of a traditional. Mm-hmm. tight end he does he does a lot of things well he catches the ball well but he's also a really good blocker um so i think i, I think that's the difference between those two in in my opinion i mean my i think the answer is i want the 2017 guys because they've been in the league for longer yeah and it's just the truth that tight ends need time sure so i'll take the 2017 guys wait two years and then sell them for hawkinson plus yeah <laughs> yep um I want to jump back a bit because uh, I know a lot of people talk about, you know, players on IR that you don't want to forget exist and stuff like that. And J. Mike, man, he's bringing up everything. Uh, yeah. He asked about Devonta Freeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he still a thing or is he done? I think he did. Um, the thing is, this is not anything against his talent. He is a very, apparently a very good football player. I was not the biggest fan of him in the beginning of his career, the fact that he couldn't get the ball from an 86-year-old Stephen Jackson. I was team Tevin Coleman when he was drafted. Injured ribs sort of screwed that over for him. Um, he's just... He shows that he can't play hurt, I think, is what he's shown. And I think the dude has, what, maybe five registered concussions? Mm-hmm. So... It's a bunch. I don't... Sorry? It's a bunch. I, I'm yeah. not sure the exact number, but it's a bunch. Yeah, like I don't doubt the dude's talent. I don't doubt the fact that he has the ability to be a running back one. I can't pay for the. 
it's just to me it's not worth the risk i am all about playing a little bit of risk but it's at the right price if i can get Devonte freeman for a mid-second i'd probably do it i don't think you can but i think that's the most i'd be willing to throw right now josh what are your feelings on Devonte freeman i mean he has first round ability and third round availability i mean it's just when the guy's out there the guy's putting points on the board and you love to have them. I mean, I was in a league. I took over an orphan team where he was my number one. And I mean, I made a trade and I overpaid to get Joe Mixon, but I traded AJ green at my first this year to get Joe Mixon just because no one was trading running backs. And I was just like, I mean, I had, uh, I had Hopkins AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton, Kenny Galladay. So I was like, let's just you get... took over a pretty decent team, man. <laughs> yeah. So For some I, of the teams I've taken over, that's like gold. Yeah, I mean, my running backs were C.J. Anderson, the, uh, Freeman. Oh, God, I don't even know what else was on that. It was... Hey, C.J. Anderson's the best running back on the Rams right now, so... I know. Yeah. I wish I would have kept them. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I mean, he ended up killing me, you know, until I drafted Chubb in the rookie draft. So until Chubb kind of became Chubb, I was starting, you know, just whoever I could get my hands on because of Freeman. I mean, the week he was in there, he was great. But yeah, first round ability, third round availability. Yeah, again, comes down to price and I'm not going to get him for the price I want to pay for him. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It's been an hour and 20. Uh, I think we could probably start winding down a bit. No, you don't need to rant anymore. I think you've ranted <laughs> enough. <laughs> hey, man. Waifu's here to support us. Woohoo! Woo. What's up, Way? Um, all right, man. Well, this was freaking awesome. This is a, we need, like, we say this the twice we've done it. We say we need to do it more often. We need to do this more often. Yes, for sure. This is a blast. Heck yeah. And I mean, words. I had, like tired just like waved over me because I said we're winding down, and that's like, oh man, all right, it's time to start to get ready for bed. And it's just like, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what are you thumbs downing me for? You and your tiredness. I am old, man. Respect. I'm as others. old as you. You're almost as old as me. Are you really older? You're older than me? I'm a year older than you are. Sweet. (laughs) Yes! I feel like I'm older than both of you. You want to talk about this on air? How old are you? 35. Yeah, buddy! He's younger! You're younger! We got you! We got you! We're a bunch of old... old, old 1982, baby. No, you got me by a year. I stood up. John, I, I see you. I stood up. I am metaphorically standing Mike, up. For those of you I am standing up unaware. in spirit. <laughs> I'm old to the point where I one of the reasons I shaved my beard was because there was just way too much gray in it. <laughs> <laughs> you still got that. You still got the top flow, though. You still yeah, have oh, a no, lot I got, of hair, brother. Oh, no. Yep. I got plenty of it. It's hard to see it, but the gray is like all over here. <laughs> I... I'll take it all day. I'll take the gray all day. At least you have hair. That's what I'm saying. My brother is three years <laughs> older and has been going balder for much longer than I've been going gray. So, 
I'll take it all day. <laughs> Probably should sit down. Yeah, I don't know if you I, need I to take saw the... it. I that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what is he talking about chicken for? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, On that hell. note. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. This was awesome. We are going to do this again. We have to figure out how often we're going to do it again. Pretty much whenever we can record on a Monday, we should do this just because, uh, you know, clearly if the open bar is recording, we're not getting any audience. None and at all. And just saying, if you're so. listening to us right now and you don't listen to the open bar Tuesdays, 930, never late on yep. YouTube, just like this is right now, check them out. It's honestly one of the first things I listened to. It's, it is literally the first podcast I list Dynasty podcast I listened to, and I was so intimidating. I stopped listening to podcasts for like a little bit. I was just like, oh my God, there's so many people. They're talking so fast, and I don't know what they're talking about. I need to put this down for a little bit. And now you're the first one in the chat every week. I am in the chat every week. I've been on there three times in like three months because anytime they need somebody, I say, yo, I'm here. <laughs> like, it is so much fun. It is awesome. Yeah, so great. You should get Josh on your show because you've heard he's awesome. Yes. Um, hey, come get me. <laughs> Check out the uh, other podcasts on the DLF family of podcasts for sure, too. Yes, word 100%. DLF family of podcasts, we appreciate you. It is still so freaking awesome to say we are affiliated with DLF. Yep. I still totally geek out about it. Um, See again, I'm just like over. I'm I'm verklempt. Like Rhode Island, it's neither a road nor an island. Discuss. <laughs> Is anybody, like, somebody has to be old enough to remember Coffee Talk. Uh, coffee I don't know what you're talking with about. Linda Richman. No, <laughs> Mike Myers on Saturday Night Live. Um, all right. It's clearly, since I'm bringing up all Saturday Night Live skits, it's time to say goodbye. Um, TradeAddictsPod.StoreEnvy.com. You goodbye. Hashtag never veto Brian's sexy shirt, both of our uh, sexy hoodies as we model for the what's left of our YouTube viewers. Uh, Patreon.com slash trade addicts pod. Uh, if you liked what you were in now, you can get this every single week. Uh, you can jump in and watch us as we record or even still just afterwards. You could watch it. You get the... Uh, uncensored version where i actually drop an f-bomb this week which i've actually yet to do yeah and that I'm was your first little, one and of course it's me talking about tvs which like <laughs> got me to do it um uh what else could they do uh the cool kids club we have a group chat on group me which is an awesome resource for a killing boredom during the day or b trade advice lots of very smart people in there brian's in there too Woo! Uh, woo! Uh, 10% discount on the Trade Addicts merch shop. Um, and, you know, you get to be part of the Trade Addicts family because we love everybody, especially the people that give us money. Um, especially. Especially. <laughs> but on that note, at FFB Fireman. Yeah. Yes, yes. Go follow Josh. I'm sure you follow Brian, people. This is stupid that I have more followers than Brian. Go follow Brian at Brian RFF. Thanks. Are your rankings up? Uh, not. They will be up probably tomorrow evening. Tomorrow Ooh, evening. I'm, I, I'm, I lie. I'm I take almost it done. I have Follow like, Brian after he posts his rankings. How about yeah, that? It'll be like, I have like 25 players left. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be, they'll be up. They should be up tomorrow. All right. Rock on. On that note, 
Night, Brian. Night, Outhouse. Night, Night Josh. Josh. Night, guys. Thank you for listening to the Trade Addicts Podcast. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Trade Addicts Pod. And follow our hosts at Zion Outhouse and at Brian Hart. Please remember to subscribe to Trade Addicts.